Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good Tuesday afternoon. It is Tuesday, June 13th. Nice warm day in the 80s here in the Midwest. Uh, warmer elsewhere, but that's okay. You you didn't call in to hear about the weather, or you're not listening to your podcast to hear about the weather. So we better get the Sports Lounge live. This is show number 250, 250. Yep. And for those who love the uh, baseball conversation with uh, Jennifer, Bill, and myself, you're going to get some of that, and you're going to get a bonus today with baseball. So stay around because that baseball stuff is coming right up. Okay, so we have a, f- a few things first, though. Uh, we will do the NASCAR results, as we always do, and the golf result, little unusual thing. And, of course, we're getting ready for the U.S. Open this uh, coming week. And the network, whoever, who's covering the U.S. Open this week? NBC, usually. NBC. They're going to be happy because it's going to be in Los Angeles, so they can go to 11 o'clock at night or something if they want to because that'll be, you know, the sun, sunset is later, so they're, they're good. Then we're going to talk about the merger, since we we're already at that point to be talking about golf, talk about the merger with the PGA and what has been currently called Live Golf and may have another name or whatever. Uh, we'll talk about all that, where they stand. Of course, some of it's still in flux, but we'll mm-hmm. let people know. Then we'll talk about the Belmont Dakes and the uh, French Open, and then we'll get to the NBA. That's over for the year now, and as Pierre said, the offseason will start tomorrow or whatever. You know, uh, He's not a big NBA fan. He complains about it just goes too long. The NHL, then baseball, and, and that'll, of course, cover the MLB and college, and uh, Sean and Perry will talk about the College World Series. It's all set now. Then the NFL and then college stuff. Hopefully, if the college stuff doesn't all get in this week, we'll try to bring it in next week. You know, these things are not quite happening. There's just a lot of rumors in college, but we'll We'll try to get the other stuff going on. So Martin Truex won the NASCAR this week, and Nick Taylor won the Canadian Open, and it's the first Canadian since 1954 to win it. Now, the Canadian uh, who won it in 1954, and we don't have his name, unfortunately, there's an asterisk by his name because he was Canadian, he was a Canadian citizen, but he was uh, born in uh, Great Britain and then came to Canada. And then before that, there's a bunch of Canadians who won it, but that was before international play. Most tournaments were just in their turn countries, and maybe U.S. people went up in the 20s and 30s. But anyway, going way back, this is the first time that a uh, Canadian of any kind has won it since 1954, and he beat Canadian uh, born. Canadian born. Well, the first Canadian since yeah. 1954, and first Canadian born since longer than that. And then, uh, and then uh, he beat uh, Tommy Fleetwood in a playoff and four playoff holes, Great. and it's a third PGA Great win. Playoff. Really strong all right now the, all Chris, right. just just one thing before you get in case we don't get to college football this week uh mm-hmm. news is just coming across that the pac-12 is expected to reach a media deal by the end of the month however you knew this was coming washington and the two arizona schools are very skeptical about this deal so we don't we don't oh, know the details right. of, we don't know the details of it but we'll fill that in as we go forward yeah, and of course, Colorado's yeah. becoming a bit of a franchise here, at least for now, right. with Deion Sanders. So that's that's important. Yeah. Okay, so with uh, what is, you know, and there's a dispute about whether it's still going to be called Live Golf. What it's going to be is the public uh, investment fund for the Saudis will be putting money into whatever golf entities we have. So, Sean, why don't you just go through it, and we'll throw in any right. details if there's anything missing here. Okay, basically what it is, the public investment fund from the Saudis have been funding the Live Golf Tour. So the Live Golf is not coming into the PGA Tour. The Public Investment Fund is also going to be funding the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, which is the European Tour. But if Live Golf keeps going, they will fund it, although they may say, wait a minute, 
the ratings have not been doing well. Why don't we just, but there's also talk that they would include some of these teams. They may keep it as sort of a live golf thing for, you know, team golf and stuff like that. But what came down is the PGA uh, Tour, if you are, if you stayed with the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour, you're going to get equity shares into this. There's rumors. And if you left and went to the Live Golf Tour, you can buy your way back into the PGA Tour. And a lot of heat came from this, as we said, because Jay Monahan, the uh, commissioner of the PGA Tour, he went down the 9-11 route, their blood money. And there were several clips, even as soon as April of this year, where he talked about, oh, they took the blood money. They And so people are like, wait a minute, you used us. If he had just said, they're going to live, they got to come back, they, they can't come back, they're suspended. But he kind of went down a road that he dug, you know, can't get himself out of. And also, the Senate is looking into this deal to see if the public investment fund is, you know, and if this, how legitimate this is, what's going on, because of the concerns with the Saudis. But Jay Monahan came back and he actually had a good point on this. He goes, wait a minute, you're looking into this now, but when I talked to you about Live Golf, when they were funding this Live Golf tour, you blew it off and you're looking into our investment with this group and you as politicians have kind of done the same thing and other well, businesses, you know, senators a chance, this gives the senators a chance to get in uh, hot and heavy on uh, how horrible Saudi Arabia is. And also that brings up the article from Bryson DeChambeau who just doesn't get it. He's talking about things are getting better there. Why are they finally letting women drive or something? I mean, you know, well, the women, yeah. women are discriminated against. It's a dictatorship. It's a, it's a horrible place to live. If you're not uh, the exact right uh, class of person. Yeah, you're executed. And, and I think, and I think that's one of those. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that that isn't, that isn't even a political issue. Both sides agree on that. Yes. And, yeah, and, and so I will, we're going to get a chance to get up there and talk about it. That's sure. why. Okay. And I will, I will say certain things. Yes, they're getting better, but they're still they're They're undoing several hundred years of their quote unquote backwards culture. And I'm saying that that's my opinion, backwards culture and which most of us I think agree on that. Yes. The WWE had matches. They got in trouble the first time because they showed two women on the screen where now they actually had three women's matches on their last card. Uh, but And the debate, the debate is Chevron, Disney, Starbucks have all been invested by this public investment fund, but it's going to be interesting to see. They had the Canadian Open, the U.S. Open, and a big part, as I said last week, a big part of this is okay. the PGA Tour. They were run, they were going to run out of money because of these litigations. And they, I think right. there was some concern of what may come out on the PGA Tour, which is a quote-unquote nonprofit organization, but this new group is going to be a for-profit. But the nonprofit billion-dollar organization, there were kind of concerns. And even the players that stayed with the PGA Tour had concerns saying, wait a minute, these golfers, we need things. You can take time off instead of making people play every week. And unless you're in the top 10, you're not making a living. So in that sense, it's going to be good, but there are the other concerns that legitimate concerns right. that people have about well, Saudi money and everything. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll see how where it goes. this goes. We'll see how now, it goes. Last week but, yeah. on last week on Mad Dog Radio, he had a guest, and I forget what the guy's name was, but he he was uh, he knew the he knew golf. Let's put it that way, and he said the reason this really happened is the PGA knew they were going to start losing these litigations in court. So yeah. that's the yeah, reason yeah. this happened. So and but we will we will update it more as we go forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's the biggest merger in sports. It's an actual merger. So it is the biggest merger. Uh, you know, not uh, NBA took in ABA and NHL took in WHA team. But this is you know, that those leagues were folding. The AFL actually was staying in existence and joining the NFL to all go under the name NFL. That's more similar to that. So it's the biggest merger in many, many years. And, so and they're going to finish out this year. They're going to finish out this year as they're each tours. Doing I think doing. more will yeah. come out. More will come out in the off in the off season in the fall, the winter, yeah. and depending so we'll know more on that later and it's going to be an ongoing okay. story and yeah. all right so the belmont uh jenna antonucci was antonucci was the big big name because she's the first female trainer to win a triple crown race uh you know she she uh, won it with arcangelo won, won the belmont she's 47 years old he won it in 229 23 for the mile and a half uh and then 
he won in a, by a length and a half over Forte. Now, remember, Forte was the favorite in the Derby who got scratched a couple of days before the race. So he, he gave a good yeah. account of himself. And then Tapas, Tapas Treats when it was the third horse. And Forte, uh, you know, uh, it's really too bad. They need to separate these so everybody can race. Maybe Forte could have come back in the Preakness if it had been, you know, a week or two later than it was. But Xavier Castellano came back. He won the Derby on uh, Mage, and he won the Belmont on Arcangelo. So that's pretty good. He won two of the races. And the air quality had and it would have been, and it been a great race. Would have been a great race for TV if you could have actually heard the audio. Yeah, people were. Yeah, if, I, you know, I had it on on uh, on Alexa, and it did okay for me. I didn't have it on TV. Was was the was it the typical thing that the crowd was too loud and you couldn't the hear crowd, the crowd? Yeah, the crowd was way too loud. Yeah, it didn't seem they to come out that way on this A. They had the crowd way too loud and the audio way too low for the announcer. Yeah, there's a lot of that goes on with the with the TV. And there okay. was yet another horse that had to be euthanized. Yep, Something yes, is after the race. Going the on. race. I think what's happening, this is, yeah, there this are. is my guess. This is my guess. I think... Then I'm certainly not a geneticist, but I think what's going on is that the lines are getting, you know, too thin. You know, you can't have intermarried people. We know about that. I think that who, how many sons of this one and that one do you hear about every every race year? Son of secretary, son of native dancer, or grandson, or something. And these horses. What I hear, a lot of tendons and and legs are getting thin or something. You know, because that's it. That's it. A lot of people say that that's a lot of the horses, of course, weigh a lot, and it's putting a lot of, of pressure on their ankles to have to handle all that pressure. They think that's mm-hmm. one one of the problems. Well, yeah. you know, they yeah. start so young that sometimes, depending on the horse, their bones, their joints haven't closed all the way up yet even. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're taking yeah. two-year-old horses and putting all that weight on them, starting them young enough where their yeah. bones aren't even... Yeah, I think they're analogous to maybe if if you had the championship of the world in something at about for a 16, 18 year old, something like that. You know, they're not quite grown yet. And Tom Durkin came back. He's 72 years old. He retired. He's been retired for nine years and they brought him back because, of course, he wasn't doing the races for uh, he was very happy to come back. There was a little article about him and he was really happy to be there. So then they had a good good. But they only had like 50,000 people, I think I heard. I don't know if it's a smaller track or what the deal is with that track, but you get a lot more from Derby and Freakness. So anyway, then we with the French Open, we have Iga Swiatek beat, um, let's see, I've been working on the Kennelly, uh, Carolina Mukova. Is I'm name. glad I didn't have to pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't me. You know, Bless between you. Jokovic and, uh, we've, uh, you know, we got all these people, uh, you know, in tennis and basketball now, it's a international. Mukova, 6-2, she was beaten, 5-7 and 6-4, and that was the third uh, French and the fourth Grand Slam for uh for uh, Sviatek, yeah, and uh, she, and Mukova was unseated, and she's and, and Sviatek is four and zero in major finals, and uh, and uh, Sviatek won the French in 2020, 2022, and now twenty three in yeah, the U.S. Open. The, so she's got four Grand current, Slams. She's off to a good start. What are you gonna say, Robert? One, she's the current number one in women's tennis. So yeah, and uh, and she does. Uh, she did it. Uh, let's see. And Mukova is uh, was the first slam final and was ranked 43rd when she got in there. So she was unseated. And then the men, uh, Novak uh, Djokovic, uh, Djokovic. See, I have to remember that the NBA is the Y and the J of this. These names are similar. Uh, Novak Djokovic uh, did beat Casper uh, Ruud 7-6-7-1-6-3-7-5. And he now has... Uh, he now has uh, 23 Grand Slams, and Nadal has 22, and Federer, who's retired, has 20. And he's uh, 36, and he's the third French. He's only he's the only man to win at least three of all four of the Grand Slam tournaments. Uh, Ten Australian, seven uh, Wimbledon, three French, and three U.S. And he's halfway to the calendar Grand Slam because he won the Australian already this year. So that's, that's something correct. to keep an eye on. And, and ironically... Later. Ironically, Rod the only one. Let me just finish this one, Sean. Rod Laver is the only one to have done that back in '69. Go ahead. Yeah. Ironically, the first of two Jokers to win the championship back to back. They both have the nickname the Joker, and, so and that's kind of interesting. And they're, bo- and they're both from Serbia, so there you go. Yes, yeah. I think from the same town in Serbia. I think they're that from the same town in Serbia. Yep. I think, but and you know, but the French Open, I, it always gets me. This is a major, but it's almost a forgotten major because most of it is on the tennis channel. NBC doesn't pick it up even to put it on USA or even on Peacock for people to watch. It's all except for like some coverage in the 16 and then the semifinals. Like not, you know, the rest of the majors. You see them 
I mean, you may see some early stuff early today on Tenet, but it gets on one of the cable networks. It is kind of, I remember when it used to be on HBO back in the day, but, you know, HBO doesn't do sports, but. Sean, the way the media is set up currently with tennis, ESPN has the other three. The, ES, the NBC only has the franchise. But, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how long that contract is because I would suspect that ESPN will get that one too. Well, and they'll have but my my point was NBC has it, but they could have put some of their coverage, you know, some earlier coverage on USA or even on Peacock, you know, to get people no, streaming over yeah. there because more people have access even to stream Peacock than than have the tennis channel. I know, you know, yep. yeah, but well, we have an NBA, shot. we have an NBA champion. It's the first time for the Denver Nuggets. Now they've been in existence for 56 years, but only in the NBA for 43 years, but they 47. finally won 47. 47. I'm sorry. 47. Yeah. And they won it. Uh, the, the Nikola Jokic. And uh, this is the thing I wanted to talk about in, in game uh, three, I guess, or four. Yeah. When they won on, uh, when, I guess it was Thursday night. Anyway, he Friday. and Jamal Murray both had triple doubles. And the first time ever in a regular season or any NBA playoff games that uh, for the people to have more than 30 points during the triple double, both of them. Two people. So that was yeah. For two people. Yeah. And then Denver beat Miami 108-95. So they really shut up the Miami crowd. Last night was a better game, though. It was 99, uh, what was it, uh, 80? 94-89. Uh, 94-89. And the thing was that they really, it, it, both teams had their, uh, I was checking the, I was listening to the Colorado Rockies game. None of the people in Denver were, but I was listening to them because they were playing the Red Sox. <laughs> but I, I was listening yeah. to that and they're checking the score. And, you know, Miami was leading, Miami was leading, Miami was leading. Next thing, when I put it on, it was 60-60, and then I started to listen. And the thing is that, uh, you know, Miami even came back again. The Denver had uh, the seven-point lead with about five minutes to go, and they did what they did in all these games, good at the Celtics and whatever, came back and took the lead. But then Denver reestablished control, and uh, Jokic was the MVP. Stan Kroenke has uh, the champion, has won three championships in the last couple of years. He won the uh, Stanley Cup last year with the Avalanche. Right at the moment, Denver has both championships for a day or two until Maybe, the hockey is decided. Tonight. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and uh, so Stan Kroenke won with the Rams. And, you know, at the beginning of his tenure as an owner, people were kind of skeptical of him. They, you know, he owned the Cardinals and, I mean, the Rams. He was fooling around with St. Louis and wasn't really fair to St. Louis in some ways. But he, he got all, got that deal done in Los Angeles. He got a, he's running that stadium where, he, the I guess, the Chargers are basically his tenant. And he's got things going well in Denver. So, you know, and he, he's yeah, got to do some retooling with the Rams. But, it, you know, generally he's running a good good operation. And, of, and of course, ahead, the Nugget, and of course, the, the Colorado, the Denver fans, of course, maybe not Nugget fans themselves, but there had to be shootings and riots and all that good yeah, stuff. Nine people yeah. shot in Denver yeah. last night. I do see it. David, we'll get to you in just a minute. Robert, go ahead. Hey, you got to give De- you got to give Conkey credit because he actually built uh, Phil Pye Stadium basically on his own. You know, he didn't. Yeah. He's not like he's not like a lot of these owners trying to get money out of cities and states and what have you. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And there's and there's one uh, stadium situation which we'll get to in a little bit. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. But uh, David, come on yeah. in. Go ahead, David. Yep, I hit his button. He's gonna unmute. He, yep. Hey, here I am. There he is. Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry for the beeping on the work. That's okay. Um, this is the first time since 1977 to 81 that there have been five different NBA champions in five different years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. With wow. uh, 77 uh, Portland, 78 Washington, 79 Seattle, 80 Lakers, and 81 Celtics. Yep, that's right. And the Celtics had been at the other end of that in 76, but yeah, five in a row. That's interesting. I thought it might be something like, I was thinking about that because we had the the mini dynasties of Golden State and you know different ones and the Bulls and different ones. So that's, that's good. Okay. Yeah. And that was the first NBA finals for Denver, but they were in the ABA finals the last year of the ABA, 75-76, but they lost to the Nets. So we had had that wrong. We thought they'd never been in any final, but we had that. But the Nets had to pay. You can't just come in and win a championship. You got to go to New Jersey. You can't stay in New York, and you have to give Philadelphia Dr. J. So That's that right. was, and that was the end of the Nets for quite a long time. And then, uh, and then, uh, so Phoenix. It looks like they're going to waive Chris Paul, and they could resign him and do a tra- sign and trade or do whatever. But what are they saying, Sean? They're thinking he might go to the Seventy Sixers or something. Uh, that's one of the teams they've talked about. Uh, there's talk about Milwaukee's, the Lakers, uh, because they can trade him before the, tw- if they get a trade before the 28, they could, w- they could trade him. But if they don't, if they don't get a trade, he will be waived on the 20th because that 
is conditional on the pay, you know, with the, as the fifth, and they would only owe him $15 million and they could pay it over five years. And he could go to a team and I think he could come in and he's not going to be a, a winner. Not, I mean, not a star, but if you look, when he goes into teams, he may not be the star player, but look when he came into Phoenix the year before 34 wins the next year, they got 51 and then 63. So he kind of puts that winning culture. So if you want that extra coach who's on the floor, maybe. Yeah, and it sounds like the teams, hold on, Robert, it sounds like the teams are saying, at least for now, and we'll see what happens when we get closer to the draft, but at least for now, they're saying, why would we trade for him when we can sign him for a little bit less after yeah. 20, yeah. 28? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And so I, I was going to say Boston is also one of the teams that he's considering also. Well, you know, and then yeah. we've got another guy in the mix. Fred Van Vliet is going to be a free agent as well. So he's, yeah, he's another only 29. One. Yeah, and he's only 29. So he's somebody that people, uh, you know, Philadelphia, where uh, Nick Nurse is already there. He might want to go there. Uh, right. Maybe maybe that guy brings here. back bad thoughts for me when he was in college. <laughs> Wichita State. Yeah. Yeah. He played at Wichita State. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I would go get Van Bleet. I if I were yeah. a team yeah. like if I were a team like let's say oh Phoenix or if I were a team like Philadelphia or somebody like that. I would go look at uh, Van Bleet, maybe even yeah. Milwaukee. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday's older. Van Bleet, you know, with with Giannis. I mean, they could trade Drew Holiday if they wanted to get some more. I might. That would be a guy. I mean, because he's in the prime of his career. Yep. Yeah, right I would. I would go after Fred before I did Chris. Anyway. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that the Celtics are kind of wedded to the this team there because they're changing coaches. We'll get to that in a minute, but. We we do have a coach in Toronto now, and he fits right in with the international flavor of the of the this team because they always have these guys. Darko Rajakovic, I guess I would say. Uh, yeah, he was hired as the head. He was an assistant with Memphis before that in Oklahoma City, and coached a uh, D League team for Oklahoma City before. Yeah. And uh, so that fills all the vacancies. And the Celtics picked up another assistant who's got experience, Charles Lee, uh, bringing him in from, uh, he was associate coach from Milwaukee, and he'd been with um, Budenholzer before in Milwaukee and Atlanta. So he's coming in. So they're trying to get, you know, uh, some people around Missoula to, with a little more experience with, with um, Cassell and him. So we'll see about that. So they may be, uh, you know, committed to these players, but you can't really tell yet. Uh, so let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's we've got any more. It's, uh, so NBA, uh, Denver's the first play to play, team to play in an NBA Finals, but uh, and won the NBA. But uh, and they played in both the NBA and the ABA, and actually won one of them. You know, won the NBA. Yeah. But like uh, with Indiana and New, Jer- and New Jersey or New York, whatever you want, to, Brooklyn, they uh, have been in in the finals, but they have not won. And uh, San Antonio was never in the ABA final, strangely nope. enough. So. And the spur and the Nuggets were an original ABA team, so that's right. why it ended the longest drought. And right. the draft is next. The draft is a week from Thursday, so yep. yeah, that's when. Okay. All yeah. right. So, any more NBA notes before we go to hockey? No. Nope. Well, okay. One little on NBA. Just it's sort of NBA. If if you want to watch tonight is the last part of the Bill Walton Thirty for Thirty, and the first part was last week, and they'll reshow it, and you can get caught up, and eh, it's pretty interesting. He. They had a lot of his high school stuff and him going head to head with John Wooden on things. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was connected somehow. They were connecting him to the Patty Hearst uh, murder and stuff because he had a friend kidnapping. of a friend. He wasn't murdered. Yeah, the kidnapping. I mean, not the murder, but the kid. Yeah, the kidnapping. They, there was a friend of a friend that he knew, so they thought he might have been involved in that. I was like, oh, Bill, I know you were interesting enough, but <laughs> it's kind of an interesting little 30 for 30 if you want to check it out. Okay. So the NHL, we might have the end of the series uh, tonight. We have Las Vegas beat Florida in uh, game uh, uh they were up two to nothing the last time we talked in game three. It was Florida beat Las Vegas in overtime, three to two. And, you know, we talked a little bit, and we'll get into it uh, maybe when uh, things slow down a little bit more about starting time. Hockey's got it figured out. First of all, they don't have all the timeouts that the NBA does and so forth. They've got one time timeout, and they've got planned stoppages at certain points, like college basketball, with no regular timeout. But they can start their games at 8.15 and get them over before 11 because that overtime got going around 11.15 or so, and it was a quick overtime on Thursday. It was over like 20 past 11. So, you know, and people will stay for one overtime. I mean, that's sudden death. I'll do that. But if you can get those games over by 11, you've got a lot going for you, especially in the East. and in Central. Oh, hockey but fans will stay till it's over. Uh, they, well, a lot fans. of them will. Yeah. yeah. They're too drunk hockey to fans are a different breed of, of people. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. 
And then Vegas turned around on Saturday and beat Florida 3-2. to two. So Vegas is up three games to one, so they can win it tonight in Vegas. Yeah. And uh, and the uh, Florida has seven wins in overtime this year and tied with uh, Carolina in 2002, who did that, Anaheim in 03, and the 2020 Tampa Bay Lightning. And the record was to Montreal with 10 in 1993. So that's a lot of overtimes when you, you're trying to win 16 games and you've already got that's seven right. overtime wins. That's amazing. Yep. Uh, Calgary hired Ryan Huska as their new head coach, and he's an assistant, been an assistant with them. So I guess they're happy with. And you're right, Robert. I mean, they've won some playoff series. They've been in the mix anyway. So yeah. I think that's what they're and, thinking. Uh, he, he's been in the organization for the last nine years. So right. I heard his I heard his new conference yesterday. It sounds like he's got a good plan going forward. So okay. And we just like found that. out before the show that Peter Laviolette has been hired by the Rangers as their head coach. Has he been there before? He's been everywhere. Uh, he's, I guess been he hasn't been there yet. he's been in Washington, Nashville, Philadelphia. And had success, too. Yes. He's been a good coach. Yes, yes. Okay. So, any more uh, hockey stuff? When is the hockey draft, Robert? The hockey draft will be the 20, 28th, uh, either the 27th and 28th or 28th and 29th of June. Where is it? Uh, this year, it'll be in um, Nashville, I believe. Ah, okay. All right. So just to start our baseball, we always like to start with something that just happened. And last night, JT Riamuto of the Phillies had a, a cycle. And I guess there's been that's the third one this year. I've missed the others, but JT Riamuto uh, did that. So uh, you know, I believe I the... believe Luis Arise was one of them. Yes, he did one oh, okay. for the Marlins, and uh, I forget who did the second one. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they lost. It's always lost. They had a big lead too. I heard. <laughs> they, they were hey, they just ba- Chris. They just barely lost because there was a ball yeah, in the ninth inning that was hit down the line, and it was foul. I was on. The, I was listening to the Arizona radio announcers, and Greg Schulte said it was foul by maybe a foot. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what Scott Fransky said on the Philly side, Perry. He yeah. Okay. Barely, so. Yeah. Well, that's a good, you know, those are two teams that the Phillies are just out of the wild card. Arizona's got a wild card spot right now, and uh, well, they, they'd be a good leading. match in the in the postseason if they do meet, yep. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Manoa was sent down by Toronto uh, because he's just not been pitching well, and this is a, a young star. He won in seven, and he, they've got options on him, so they're able to send him to AAA and see if they can work something uh, with him. Right. Uh, Tampa Bay has swept seven series. This was as of like last week, and I don't think they've swept one since. So they've swept seven series, <laughs> and seventy and uh, nineteen is the record. So they're off to a pretty good start for that. Uh, Seventy-seven, the Kansas City Royals did that, and uh, and the Mets in nineteen eighty-six. So that's right. uh, usually when you sweep a lot of series, you're going to be a successful team. Well, last Frank night they Thomas, lost. To, last night they lost to the uh, vaunted Oakland A's. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, who isn't? Who isn't losing to the A's <laughs> nowadays? Oh, Frank, Frank, and they've won six in a row, the A's. So yeah. we tell, including, we tell you when they lose. Including sweeping the first place Brewers. Yeah, that's they right. Flipped, they flipped the Brewers. Yep. They did. And it was, I was listening to the end of that game with the A's, uh, you know, with, uh, I guess that was Vince doing the games on the A's. And that crowd was dead. Even when they were coming back and making it eight to six on Sunday, people had left. They're like, this is ridiculous. What are we losing this team for? <laughs> yeah. uh, Frank Thomas has been added to Apple Friday night telecast. He'll be doing uh, special correspondent work and some analysis as time goes on. He had been with Fox before. Uh, and uh, Chris Sale is officially on the 60-day IL. He, of course, got hurt June 1st. Now, this was after uh, he actually pitched, pitched in 11 games this year and had probably thrown, oh, 50, 60 innings. I mean, hey, you know, a real workhorse in the early part of the year. But he's a stress reaction, they're calling it, in his shoulder. And uh, so the whole time since he signed that deal in 19, he's pitched now 22 games. He doubled it this year, but I don't know if he's even going to come back this year, especially if the Red Sox aren't in it. And while we're talking about the Red Sox, you wanted to comment about a stupid caller last night, Robert. I mean, Perry. Yes, uh, Chris, there was a caller to the Red Sox rain delay show last night. And uh, the Red Sox are pretty far back in the division. And uh, he calls in. Should the Red Sox be buyers at the trade deadline? <laughs> and the host now. the host said, no, probably not at this point. He said if they come back and they can make it a run at it, maybe. Yeah. But he said the way they're playing right now, he said, you can't make an argument for them to be buyers. Now, I have also, Chris, read some articles that uh, if they don't come back and, and do well from here on out, uh, Bloom may be gone. 
He may, and I kind of hope he is. I don't think, I mean, what they're saying on, what they said on Felger and Mass today is that they like this nerd thing. They like to be in the middle of the payroll uh, hunt and see if they can win that way. I mean, I don't know whether he's more interested in his soccer teams or his hockey team or what's going on with John Henry. He used to put all his eggs in the basket and really go for it. But the thing is that they need have the wrong nerd. They have Kristen Casas there, and I'm not saying he's never going to get it done, but it's almost like you brought in Lou Gehrig. He can't be taken out. You you, you don't have anybody to bring up. You didn't keep Hosmer. You don't according have any to this guy, according to, yeah. and I, I call him this guy because I don't know what the guy's name is, the host of the Rain Delay show. Yeah. Yeah. He said probably if it were up to him right now, you would probably send him Costas down and yeah. bring up Dahlbeck because Dahlbeck is hitting the cover off the ball at Worcester. Yes, I would. I would. But there's like, you know, I, I understand being patient and not having the kid worry and this and that. But come on, you 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 lost the game last night because of an error and because he swung at a ridiculous situation when Daniel Bard, who's as wild as a Comanche, was yep. throwing the ball all over the place. So, you know, it's it's ridiculous. So. We have more injuries. We have Pete Alonso. That's what the Mets need, more problems. Pete Alonso is hitting the wrist uh, and might be out three to four weeks for that. Aaron Judge, and they're concerned, at least the last I knew. Now, maybe you've heard more, Perry, but I heard uh, when the Red Sox were playing the Yankees, they're concerned about Aaron Judge because he he got his foot caught in the fence at Dodger Stadium and he he has a toe injury. And they haven't even, at that time, which was like the end of last week, hadn't been able to evaluate it yet because it was swollen, like the thing we had with – What's his name with the 49ers this year? Sometimes you can't really look at these things until the swelling goes down. So, um, you know, I don't know how long he's going to be out. It's it's going to be a while. It had a real makeshift lineup against the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox did win two out of three, but that wasn't the Yankees you'd expect to, to, to face. And, by, uh, by the way, though, while we're on the Yankees, we'll hit all this stuff just while we're on the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an incident last Saturday night. It was funny, but it was not funny. Um a ball was hit into the Yankees radio booth and it nailed John Sterling. And yeah. uh, it went back and he said, ow, ow, uh, ow. He did that about yeah. three times, but yeah. it hit him. And, you know, it's what, what some people don't know is those guys, when you're in your equipment at all, it's hard to just jump out of the way. Yeah, and and, everything. and yep. sadly, I mean, Susan's a little younger than him, but not much. No, but, no. But it, it, I mean, the cl- if you have ever have a chance to hear it, the clip is funny, but <laughs> oh, it's not. It, fun- it, 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 it is not. Let me be specific. It is not funny that he got hit, but the clip like, is funny. That's correct. Oh, Perry, why don't you talk about Kyle Hendricks the other day? Because that was interesting what you told uh, told us. Happened. Boy, Kyle, he, Kyle Hendricks looked like himself the other day. He hadn't pitched in like 11 months. His first start was okay. The next start was a little better. But then starting this past Saturday, and this may be a trend, so pay attention to your baseball, your veteran pitchers that the man, it's going to be, if the manager trusts them, he, uh, David Ross let Kyle Hendricks call his own game. And yeah. um, he nearly pitched a no hitter, two outs into the eighth yeah. inning. And when he gave up the hit, he uh, waved to Miguel Amaya, the young catcher, and he said, "That was my fault. It was a bad pitch. You can't blame the mm. catcher for calling a bad pitch when you're calling your own game." <laughs> but it, it saves was, time. But it was good. It, it, it does. It saves time on the play on the pitch clock. You know, because mm-hmm. the catcher can the pitcher can shake the catcher off anyway. But it saves time on that pitch clock. You just let him call his own pitch. And, one and, thing and, obviously, we were about- and obviously, he's yeah. the only one left from the 2016 World Series. So, I mean, probably you would you would think that he's the guy on that team that David Ross would say, I, I would trust with anything. Right, right. So, uh, Jackie Bradley was designated for assignment by uh, uh, Toronto, and I think that might Kansas be finally City. it. He just, Kansas City. By Kansas City. I'm sorry, it was with Toronto last year, but yeah, Kansas City. And he, it just is, you know, too bad. He just never figured out how to hit. Wonderful outfielder, but just never hit enough to stay in. Uh, the Red Sox gave him every opportunity, and then he got a, another try with Toronto and Kansas City, but still couldn't do, do it. If and, you were if you were him, though, would you, Chris, would you report to, if he, if he clears, which he probably will, would you, if you were him, would you report to Omaha? I don't think so. I think uh, he's not old. He's you know probably in his mid thirties. It's not that. I would just sort of say you know how many times, but you know he's probably always. If I just make this adjustment, and boy, if I can get back to what I was doing, like if he could go back to the postseason of two thousand eighteen, he was a very important part of it offensively. That's the, the problem. That's the problem though, and that's what they were saying on the Royals the other day before this had happened is. He's a streaky hitter. If he gets on a yeah. hot streak, he's good. But then when yeah. he gets on cold streaks, he can go through Horrible. weeks or a month where he hardly hits it. A hundred. 
Yeah. One of the things uh, that we want to keep an eye on for uh, this year is, remember, we had the trade, and, and Perry and I were definitely thought that Minnesota made a mistake when they traded Luisa Rise to for, uh, Miami for Pablo Lopez. And I guess Pablo Lopez hasn't having a decent year, but to catch up with Luisa Rise, you got to have a Cy Young year because Luisa Luis Rise is hitting around 400, and he is one of those guys like George Brett, Wade Boggs, Quinn, Oliva, Carew. He's one of those born hitters, and you don't want to get rid of those kind of guys. They do not grow on trees. No, and the Twins, sadly for them, and I mean, I, I if I would have an American League team, it would probably be them, you know, because they're a local thing, but they've had injuries up the wazoo, and Pitching has been their thing. Their lineup has not been together, I would bet, for more than a few days at a time. So, But they, the Twins pitch really well for the most part. I mean, they, you're going to throw a clunker every now and again, but mm-hmm. their lineup has hardly been together. So basically, that's all I had on the MLB. Have we got... Uh, Let's, yeah, we uh, go before we go to college, college we, need, we better get our weekly NL Central conversation in. Um, so, Jennifer, have you been impressed with De La Cruz so far? So far, really, I think he's done pretty well. I mean, he's had to learn to make a few adjustments because, well, pitching's better up here, supposedly, most of the time. And, and the pitchers adjust to you when you come up. Oh, yeah, because they, they do their scouting and they adjust to you. So he's learning, but he still finds a way most of the time to get on base and cause trouble. He's one uh, one announcer that I listened to the other day was comparing him to um, Billy Hamilton as far as speed and ability, except for wow. he can hit. Billy Hamilton could never hit. But yeah. and, it's, and it sounds like, and Bill and I have covered this over and over and over again, but it sounds like Joey Votto is finally back. Well, no. he had a home run the other day for the minor league basketball. Oh, is he still in Louisville? He's yeah. still in Louisville. ESPN he's said not. he hit a home run in the majors. Okay, no, no, so, no, so it was no, for no. Louisville. He's definitely not back yet. And by the way, about De La Cruz, he's what they call a generational talent. Yep. Uh, he's really pretty good. And the guy behind him getting ready to come up. Strand, uh, yeah, Probably. Christian Strand yeah. is a real. Uh-huh. Okay. When real when Iowa so. played Louisville, um, which of course we do, and um, Alex Cohen was saying even at that time he didn't know why both those guys weren't they, up they there. He said, "I would imagine because they need to find places for him." But he said, "I would think you'd find places for players that are that good." Well, that's good. Oh, but um, Joey Votto's coming yeah, back. Joey Votto's coming back for. It's going to be his last year. They're not going to pick up his $25 million contract. What do year. they think? I know last week for at least one game, they played steer in left field. Do they like him out there? Not really. They've talked about putting India out there. They've talking about, you know, they'll put me out there if they thought it would work <laughs> for right field. You know what I mean? So, um, that, but I don't know. But I don't think Joy is going to be a contributor. They would, Bill, they'd have to put me behind the plate because I can't run. <laughs> no, some of those okay. guys can't either. <laughs> I'd have to catch. All right, so why don't we move on to college, and why don't we get the softball done? Oklahoma did it again, 53 in a row, and they won the softball already. That's the amazing three Oklahoma. Two, three many years, years in a row. row? Yeah, yep, three, yeah, three in, a row. in a row. Wow, so that's amazing. And now, uh, uh, Perry and uh, Sean, you guys should tell they us were, about the college they, World before, Series. Before we do the baseball, it's kind of funny. The okay. play-by-play man for Oklahoma softball is Chris Plank, and uh, yeah. he does some work for XM. And I think he also works for Fox Fox Sports Radio a little bit. He has, yeah. But, and he, he has and he's, on a weekend. But his full-time gig, of course, is with the University of Oklahoma. He works with the football broadcasts. And he was doing the softball thing. And they had the coach, uh, Patty Gasow, on XM one day. And he was interviewing. And, you know, he was just asking the questions kind of as he would to anybody else. And uh, they get to the end of the interview. And she says, you know, she said, it's kind of like you were just kind of like, we don't know one another. She said, we work together all the time in softball. He <laughs> said, well, I was trying to be unbiased and all this, but right. they got it. They got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah. He does a show every day on that ref radio out of uh, Oklahoma city in Tulsa yep. that runs the ref radio network. So he does a local show there. And but yeah, and, he, and, and he's he actually, he, and he's actually pretty good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Him and uh, right. Toby, him and Toby Rowland, the play-by-play for Oklahoma. You know the big stuff. He's pretty good yeah. too. But oh, yeah. yes, we do have college baseball. Um, college baseball. Last night, I know Sean. It wasn't a good night for you, and it wasn't a good night for me because 
with uh, Iowa out, I was going for Southern Miss. Well, Tennessee beat them. Yeah. And then Stanford beat Texas. So I guess now you and I can just watch College World Series and hope we get great games. Yeah, that Southern Miss Tennessee, they had forever trying to get the. It took 22 hours to play that first game on Saturday. And then last night, they finished well after the Texas Stanford game. And they started started on one network, they're going to put them. Then they had to move them to ESPNU because of some other stuff. And it was after. Yeah, they had rain for all three days. All three days. Yeah, yeah, and Texas Stanford last night was really weird because, I mean, there was all kinds of stuff in the ninth inning. Stanford went, they thought they hit one out, and then they realized it, and they were running out of the dugout to celebrate, but <laughs> because but it hit the Pac-12 logo, and there's something, there's a, with the lighting in Stanford Stadium at twilight, it's hard to see the ball because their lighting is low, and it's a, the diamond is sunk into the ground, but but yeah, it was an interesting series, so uh, on Friday, we start out Oral Roberts, a four seed. They have come on first trip to the College World Series since 1978. They came out, they took down Oregon. Now, this was a weird, or- they jumped out on Oregon, or no, Oregon jumped out on them, I think, Friday, with an eight-nut lead, and they came back and beat Oregon, and Oregon, then they jumped out on Oregon, and then Oregon won Saturday, and then they held their lead, they won Sunday. They, uh, you know, so they, they will play TV. They were doing, you know. Plank was doing his stuff on Saturday night on XM, you know, to wrap up the day, and the, or I don't know who the Oregon baseball announcer is, but. I would be more exciting than this guy because when Oral Roberts, yeah. he goes, here's the pit, base hit, run scores. It's like, you got to be a little more with it than that, dude. Yeah, and then, so they'll play TCU. TCU swept, uh, you know, their series against Indiana State. And then on the other side of that bracket on Friday, two uh, the number one seeds, your eight top seeds, they'll play Florida. Florida swept South Carolina. Virginia beat Duke in two out of three. So that's the Friday. They they start on Friday afternoon. Then the teams that start on Saturday, as we have talked about, Stanford. They beat Texas. They'll play Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, uh, they you know they won. They swept their series. I think. Yeah, they swept theirs. They won that Sunday game, twenty-two to five over Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty-two to five. And then LSU, they they handled their business against Kentucky, sweeping them. And we talked about Tennessee, Southern Miss, and trying to get all those games. Tennessee finally got that. In so you have LSU and Tennessee playing in the other half, and this all goes for about oh, it'll be finished about oh two weeks from tomorrow. I think okay. what's the best. Of the and of end. course, they have to be done by July first. Yes, yeah. and of course, uh, Scott Barry, the Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, the Southern Miss baseball coach. Uh, that was it for him. He's retiring. So, yep. and a wonderful career. He's you know, Southern Miss is. They're kind of the little, oh, they're, they're the little guy in Mississippi, but uh, in baseball, they are, they're just about they're as good, good as the other two. So, I mean, they, oh, they are, they're as good as the other, well, this year, they were better than the other it's going to rain in Omaha sometime, uh, won't it? Uh, it it'll, oh, yeah, yes, but... it'll rain in Omaha at some point. It always does. Yeah, it will. It always does. Does. Okay. All right. The NFL. DeAndre Hopkins is making his tour. He went to Tennessee yesterday. He's going to come here later in the week. And, uh, you know, we don't know exactly what day, but he's supposed to come. Inside the NFL ended up on CW. So CW, uh, if they can't have live golf and maybe they won't have it, they'll have Inside the NFL and the first time on broadcast TV for this show. And, of course, who's hosting, that? who's hosting that these days? They don't have a New host, new producer, new host, new producer. Try to get some people from all the, you know, all the, you know, networks. Maybe somebody from ESPN, somebody from Fox, somebody from CBS. They like to have a combination, you know, people or whatever, maybe NBC. And what they'll do. The good part about it is if you want to hear some Radio Ohio, because I used to watch it in the day, back in the day before we could get all these things on XM. You want to hear some Radio Highlights, there's always Radio Highlights. You know, they'll say, okay, the Colts met the Titans this weekend. It was really an exciting game. And you'll hear highlights of the Colts, highlights of the Titans. It's really cool, you know, when they do the games like that. So that's really good. Uh, So we'll see who they have as hosts. I'm sure they'll pick some good people. Uh, Frank Clark. Defensive, defensive end. Uh, he was with Kansas City. He's staying in the division. He's now going to Denver for a one-year deal. Uh, Dalvin Cook was released by the Vikings, and I talked to our NFL insider. I guess we must have one, right? Rick. And I asked him about this. He said, I said, is he like, losing it? He said, no, he's still got stuff in the tank. He no. said, and he actually, he was less injured this year than he's been in the past, but it's just a salary cap situation. So they, There's you talk know, of Denver. Yeah. Him. Okay. There's actually and the, the, the big the Bengals are supposedly interested in him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, and the there's thing is, they, I don't know if there's a certain day. I didn't. I forgot to ask if there's a certain day they have to wait to sign him before it's. You know, there's all ramifications. Different months. I don't think do there is. I think once you've been released, I think you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Whenever. And it's okay. after June first, so it's okay, I think. And, and some of them have to wait on that June first deadline because of certain things. But I think yeah. as of now, he can be picked up by anybody. Like I said, yeah, the Bengals are looking at him. The Broncos, uh, right? There's right. three or four that are really. So Rick said that what he what it is is they just don't people don't value running backs the way they used to, and you know they nope. can go at any time. I mean, you know, they, look how long Minnesota was stuck with Adrian Peterson. He couldn't do anything the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, uh, his brother played for Buffalo, so that's also a possibility. Okay. All right. So we'll see about that. Uh, Josh Allen would be on the, speaking of Buffalo, would be on the cover of the Madden thing. Is there a jinx like being on the Sports Illustrated cover when you get on that cover or not? Not as much. Not as much. I mean, I'm sure Brady and Manning were on it and they did well. So, you know, whatever. Oh, they've been on there. Yeah, Mahomes has been on it. Uh, There's been a, yeah. Boy, that, that that used to be a old joke about the Sports Illustrated cover. You don't hear as much about it yeah. anymore. But yeah, you were on there. Was, that was that was the yeah. curse. That, sadly, the, sadly the, for sports, sadly for Sports Illustrated, you don't hear much about them anymore. No, they're don't. not near. No, every once in a while, you will, but they're not near as big of, of a publication as they used to be. I used to get those nope. on record. Now they were old issues because I wasn't on the main list, but they they sent me old issues. They'd be six months, but it was still interesting back in those days. No sports talk much or anything to listen to. I, I'd be listening right now about the college football championship yep. you know in june well you can here. you can uh chris i don't know if you have it on your on your stream but you can get uh sports illustrated on bard okay yeah. that's good um, to know and uh i think i believe uh, i could be wrong about this but i believe sports illustrated is, is now an online only i don't yeah, think I don't think they mail out magazines anymore. So. No, okay. they don't. But they you don't. can't. Right. But for those who have it, uh, you even yeah. though it's online, you can still download it on bar yeah. if you if you yeah. want to. Yeah. And uh, Josh Allen is the first bill to be on the cover of that. And I guess they're still trying to figure out uh, the Jets do not want to be. I guess Rick told me that what what it is is you can't have been in the playoffs for two years in order to get on uh, the uh, what's it called hard the, the outside the line hard knocks hard knocks yeah hard knocks. And apparently the, the the teams in contention, the Jets, the Bears, and there were a couple other teams, and uh, the Jets do not want to do it. So they, yeah, they, they, well, uh, well uh, let's put it this way. Hold on, Robert, just a second. Let's put it this way, Chris. If you had Aaron Rodgers on your team, would you want to do it? No, no. Okay, go ahead, Robert. <laughs> well, from what I'm hearing, guys, it looks like whether the Jets want it, it looks like that's what the NFL wants. So, yeah, oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. So, so. I, they might get stuck with that. Yeah, well, that, that's good. because unfortunately, for those who don't pay attention to like the Pat McAfee show and and this, right. this and that thing, when Aaron is um, not scripted, you just never quite know what might come out of his mouth. You just that's don't right. know. That's why the NFL wants him, and that's why the hard knocks people want him, and that's why the Jets <laughs> don't want to do it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Any more NFL before we try to swing oh, through some college football? JJ Watt. J.J. Yeah. Watt is going into the Houston Texans Ring of Honor. He's the only one. Okay. Yeah, uh, on uh, when they play Tampa, I think. Yeah, so when they play Tennessee, I think October fifteenth is when he goes in. He's along with the former owner who died, Bob McNair, and Andre Johnson. He'll be the third uh, person. So I don't know if he's going to sign a one-day contract with Houston and then retire, or if they're just going to put him in. But he announced yesterday. He's coming home to Houston. And so for those who, and for those who don't know, uh, with J.J. Watt, he was a, he, or he still is, his character is off the oh. charts good. I mean, when Hurricane right. Harvey hit uh, Houston down yep. there, that guy did all mm-hmm. sorts of good things yep. for that. So, I mean, yep. you talk about great character, he's it. Well, they talk about Houston athletes. They always talk about the Mount Rushmore and trying to put them together for athletes from Houston or athletes that played in Houston. He's always up there usually in your, yeah. uh, on that list, along with you know, Elijah Wan or Carl Lewis or Mary Lou Retton, uh, Earl Campbell, Clemens, Ryan. There's always that debate because you can only get four on a Mount yeah. Rushmore. So which yeah. one does he that's why, that's why I have five on mine. I just decided I can't do it any other way, and that's what I did. Okay. Yep. So college, I, suppose you could, uh, I suppose you could have honorable mention. You can, but I decided to have five. I just couldn't do it any other way. So for college, we got a lot of notes here. We'll see if we can get through them. Uh, we kind of mentioned this last week, but Sean, you had another take that you think that there's talk about uh, from Connecticut and uh, Gonzaga both reached out to the Big 12 about being just for basketball and uh, that maybe that could mean they could set up a different deal for basketball with other networks. Got, he's already got the deal that starts in 25 with 
ESPN and Fox for football and basketball, but this way maybe they could get some other basketball deals because as they're talking, they're doing a deal, uh, the Big 12 in Mexico, where they're going to start showing football and basketball games in Mexico, and they're going to play football and basketball. No, they're going to play a basketball game this uh, in 24, I believe, in Mexico Mexico City, and they won a bowl game in Monterey, like we need another bowl game. But, yeah, this is the thing. Gonzaga, Connecticut would come in for, well, they've come in for everything but football. If there's any sport that they wanted to, except football. And UConn is a pretty good baseball team. They do. They do. And they, the, uh, hey, they hey, when you put another bowl game in there, the betters would love it. And uh, oh, yeah. we, we've heard they have a pretty good women's team, too, from time to time. So Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And they would, that would fit in in both basketball uh, leagues for Connecticut. And if Turner would have come along and said, hey, we'll show basketball, but they want some basketball only schools, plus some football schools. But I want to say Gonzaga would be conditional on if the Arizona schools and Colorado and Utah come into the Big 12, because that would give a little more, you know, because otherwise the BYU would be the closest team to say the only team out that way. So, but mm-hmm. no, no, we'll see. Okay. The Notre Dame athletic direct director is stepping down. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, I think his name is. Yes. And the AD yep. will step down in 2024, about a year from now. And Peter uh, Bevilacqua is coming in. He's the president of NBC Sports now. He's going to switch over in July and take the, the assistant AD job and learn and get trained under uh, Swarbrick. So that's what he's going to do. And, of course, that's you know, natural because they've been working with NBC for years. So they know each other. Everything's huh? fine with that. So the 11 uh, pro- protected games in the uh, Big Ten, uh, we were talking, I think briefly we had this last year, year, week, but maybe we didn't, about... Well, no, it hadn't broken up, yet. Okay, we, you could pick and up the three games. Penn State picked none. Iowa picked three because they're friendly. They want to play the same teams all well, the time. Well, no, it isn't, it isn't it, picked. The, the conference did the schedule. Yeah. But, but you could the, pick a number, like Penn State didn't no, pick no, they No, they, the conference did it. You can oh, really? pick, you, request? you can you can request, but the conference decided in the end who they were. Yeah, gonna... what they yeah what they did they sent out a survey to all sixteen teams and they said if you had to play this team every year they could do it. And Penn State didn't answer to anybody, but then uh, I mean they pretty much granted most of the teams. And I love this; they're calling it the Fleck Protect Plus. It sounds like it should be a healthcare plan or something. Yeah, or, or a razor. <laughs> I think it's a razor. I think that's what you could shave with the thing. And yeah, let's get anyway. um, let's get David in here before we run out of time. David, go ahead. Yes, really quick. Uh, Sports Illustrated is still uh, in uh, in print. However, it is it is a monthly. Um, oh, uh, yeah, okay. it's monthly, so it's it's more news. It's more digest than news. So that's what I do. Okay. It's monthly. Oh, thank you, David. I can quickly give you the eleven games because they're they're traditional: UCLA, USC, Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, and Iowa, Wisconsin. So they want to have all those: Minnesota and Wisconsin, Illinois and Northwestern, Indiana and Purdue, Illinois and Purdue. We couldn't figure that one out, but that's in there: Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan and Ohio State, and Maryland and Rutgers. So they all make sense. They're they're you know good rivalries, and Penn State will be the wild card. Nope. And uh, Tony Petiti, Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, um, was on XM last week, and this guy sounds a little better than what they had, um, you know, During with uh, Kevin Warren. Yes, because yeah. he, he oh, yeah. worked with, um, he's been with ESPN, I guess. He worked with CBS, ABC, so he knows his, he knows his stuff. So um, he'll be a better commissioner. And we're going to wrap a little bit differently this week so that we get our two minutes before Book Talks. If you're in for Book Talks, stay here. Uh, Podcast, you can download uh, anytime, uh, 800-693-0595, option two. But we do want to wrap so that Bill and I can have our two minutes before Book Talks. So we'll see you next week. Get a cup of coffee. (laughs) We are